The construction industry is undergoing a huge transformation. Designers and contractors are facing new challenges every day. We are all overloaded with rising material costs, a growing skilled labor gap, increasing project complexities, and countless digital solutions. This podcast focuses on innovation through process analysis, change management, and building a culture of continuous improvement. Together, we will learn from industry leaders on how to improve workflows, increase communication, and build the future. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. It's Tahira Ali coming to you from the Nika Innovation Overload podcast studio right here on the trade show floor at our 2021 Nika convention in Nashville. Please join me in giving a warm welcome to our special guests. These are extra special guests I have here. We have Elise Baker, who is Nika's marketing and brand strategy director, and Lena Drari, who is Nika's payroll and benefit specialist. And they are going to talk with us about something so wild, so crazy, so exciting. But before we get into this, let's first talk a little bit about how this week has been, this crazy, amazing, special week in Nashville. So welcome to you both. And how's the week in Nashville? going it's been a whirlwind and a good one that's for sure i think so this is both of our first times at convention and we keep saying it's a marathon and we have learned so much and we're just very excited to be here awesome awesome what about you lena how is your first convention experience it's been amazing it's been a great experience and I couldn't imagine even more. Oh, that's so great. And again, you know, let's all remember to put in nice comments for these special guests since they control not only Nika's voice through marketing, but also Lena's in charge of payroll. So she's <laughs> she's the true power. <laughs> so, so as we talk about innovation overload, part of what's really special, what's really interesting is it's such a buzzword, right? We're overloaded by so much around us and even innovation itself. You see that word plastered probably a thousand times on the straight show floor. So what is this, you know, one of the things we like to talk about is what does innovation even mean? So Elise, let's kick it off with you. When you think about innovation, what does that mean to you on a personal and professional level? Yeah. Innovation, that's a great question because innovation can be described in so many different ways. Simply put, I feel that it's really about fostering an environment of creativity with the end goal of being able to provide a solution of some sort. Innovation can be viewed as a verb. When you're innovating, you are coming up with a solution to a problem. And I think that our team, we do this stuff every single day because two years ago, there was no marketing strategy with Nika and and what we would like to do with our contractors and how we want to help them be better. Innovation, it's really about fostering that environment of open, like a safe space, open-mindedness, and coming up with solutions to the problems that we're seeing in the industry now. I love it. Coming up with solutions and giving each other a, a space where you can contribute is so huge. What about you, Lena? When you think about innovation, what do you think of? I think of about thinking outside the box. Don't be afraid of having an idea and running with it. So had an idea, I ran with it, and I had the support from Nika team and 
now it's become alive. Oh my gosh. So tell us a little bit about this idea. I, inquiring minds want to know, what is this idea that you took on, ran with, and have burgeoned into something so amazing? So I heard that Nika wanted to expand into advocating the trade more to students. So I thought to myself, wait a minute, what about the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts? They're young. Let's start at the middle school's level and tell them about the trade work and how important it is. It was beautiful. We had a couple of sessions in the headquarters and the girls loved it. They ate all the information. They wanted more just because of the hands-on information they got to do and all the items they got to work on. That's really, really cool and really special. And we know a lot of you listeners out there have your own programs, your own outreach with students, with Girl Scouts, with elementary schools. So definitely drop us a line at innovation at nikanet.org. Tell us what you're working on. I know some of you are listening on Facebook or LinkedIn or social media. If you're doing outreach, we want to know. We want to partner with you. We want to all do this together. So Lena, this Girl Scout initiative, it was a, a really exciting thing that you kind of helped to spearhead. But there's a personal connection too, right? How did you get involved with this Girl Scouts? Well, I'm also a cadet troop leader and I have both of my girls and Girl Scouts. I have a cadet and a junior. That's wonderful. That's awesome, right? And we talk about being professionals and problem solvers. And at the end of the day, being a parent, being involved in your community, being able to give back is so huge. It makes such a difference. Elise, I know you were involved in a lot of outreach and you have such a passion for it. What makes outreach so special and so critical right now for us? What is the value of this? Yeah, so I think especially in regards to our industry and where we're at, what we're trying to do, we're trying to spread the word about being an electrician, right? And we're trying to come up with new ways to do that. So we have the apprenticeship programs. And and I think one of the biggest challenges is how do we scale it nationwide? You already had the personal connection to the Girl Scouts. And that's what sparked this. Mm-hmm. We did this awesome interactive activity with the Girl Scouts. Exactly. They loved it. Then David, CEO, was like, we need to think about this. Let's make this bigger. And that's kind of where that idea of outreach to the younger audiences came into play. And then we're like, well, high school, that's great, but let's go even younger. Let's start in the fourth and the fifth grade. And because there's less bias when you're that age, you want to learn about the fun things. You want to have the hands-on interactive activities and that stuff sticks with you. And I mean, our goal really, it's important because we're trying to push the message of a career in the trades is an amazing opportunity. It's a sustainable career and it's just as a viable option as something in the going into college or going into the corporate world. Well, not just that. The trade has so many avenues that you can open up and go through. You can be construction technologist. You can go further and be in the business side and do more. And I think that the more the kids, they see that they don't have to be a lawyer or a doctor. Right. They can really expand in the field. Yeah. It's just they need more knowledge. So doing these sessions and having that advocacy in this and letting these kids know that is going to open up so many doors for them. And they're going to be like, oh, I want to do this. This is awesome. Yeah. I get to work with my hands. I think if the more the kids they get to work with their hands, the better. Or remember. And that's another thing. You know, we were talking about at the Business Development Roundtable yesterday 
there's marketing, there's innovation, there's social media, there's workforce development, there's business development. And the thing is, it's all connected in some way. Okay. So this idea of offering a toolkit to younger students to have in their classrooms with their teachers and be able to have something that resonates with them, Mm -hmm. that goes to the workforce development that goes to our, you know, manpower shortage. And this is our prototype and we're very excited and I think that it can only grow from here. So yes. we're, we're super excited to talk about it. Absolutely. And I think, again, you guys mentioned you've had some events. You've had the Girl Scout troops in D.C. come out to the National NECA office. You've done some activities with them. I believe there were some BIM and virtual reality and building projects and chances for them to learn so much about not just construction, but electrical construction, which again is not something that your average, you know, elementary school or, you know, youngster is exposed to, but yet how many of them play with Legos? How many of them are interested in coding or interested in, like you said, telling a story. Storytelling is something that's so important in construction because it's a consumer driven market. You have clients, you have to do marketing and often you're the main event for that, right? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Awesome. So let's take it to the next level. So you mentioned you had some people come out. At least you gave a little teaser there of something really exciting that's happening. So how are we scaling this? Share with me what comes next. What is the thing that you guys are building right now? So we are building a toolkit for school classrooms and our target audience is fourth and fifth graders. So Lena and I have done a ton of research, different vendors, different possible partners. And right now where we're at is we have been talking to Scholastic. Scholastic offers not only the brand recognition, but also the literacy piece. Like it's all about educating the younger generations. And I think that we didn't want to recreate the wheel completely because the thing about Nika is it's such an amazing large organization. It touches everything. And so we're like, there's got to be something already out there. And that's another point. Like we have chapters right now who are doing things regionally. So I think that doing this from a national level, we will be able to take pieces from what they're doing as well as put our own spin on it and hopefully be able to scale it. So we've got this book, The Amazing Makerspace. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it goes through a timeline of Thomas Edison and it teaches young children about where electricity came from and it's got tesla in here mm-hmm. so it's like a little history lesson and like but a timeline kind of thing we it's got to see that yeah it's got pictures and then it has a couple of interactive activities like build a light up birthday card and it goes through the different supplies that you need we love this because it's already done it's already created and kids will remember this stuff. In addition, I mean, we have the Electricity Amazing Makerspace book. So the idea is in a classroom, they would get this book along with a branded toolkit specific to Nika. You want to talk about the... The yeah, they've belt. got a lot of a, a lot of goodies here for those of you who are able to view the podcast. Yeah. We've got some wild treats here. So, yeah, the idea is to get it branded. Exactly. And give the kids kind of something to recognize Nika. Awesome. And that's what's really cool about this is, again, it's a value-added service. It's something that you can, you can work on and you can work through. But, again, our goal here is how do we 
elevate, continue on not just what we've been working on, but also on what we know our chapters are doing. We know is happening at a local level. We know our partners want to get involved in. So maybe there's a Nika logo, but maybe there's your your local chapter logo or your community partner or even... For the NECA partners out there, this is a really great chance to get them involved because I know a lot of them are doing some really great things around culture, recruiting, diversity, bringing people into the industry. So this is really exciting. And Lena, share with us a little bit more about some of these goodies you have here to share with us. So we have stickers that you can put on like your laptop or on your hard hat. We will have a hard hat. And we have a toolbox here that actually represents a real toolbox. So kind of opens up like this. They can put all their supplies and put on here. We also have tattoos. So who doesn't like have to have a tattoo? So we can possibly have like a dual branding where we have either Nika sticker here or we can do it or we got this. And just something that makes it fun for the kids at the same time, a learning experience. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Especially because what you guys are working on is something that can be, again, the idea here is that it's something that can really be used to help build a curriculum right right to create some sorts of stories of the problem solving the working with your hands we had we caleb on the our podcast earlier during convention talking about how he went into the trades because he wanted to work with his hands because he loved the idea of tinkering and this is a really great way to look at how do you build things together how do you actually create this opportunity to introduce kids at an earlier age to the powers and the benefit of being in the electrical industry. Yeah. It will also allow kids who learn differently that like to use their hands. This is a great way too. This is awesome. This is such a really great and powerful chance for folks to get involved. And if you, again, if you have ideas about this, if you want to be a part of the process, are you guys open to ideas? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I think one thing to remember is this is the prototype. So Lena and I, we've put kind of put this together and we're super excited about it, but that's not to say, I mean, fostering an environment of innovation that, you know, we want to hear the different ideas. We want to develop this into something that we can scale and premier partners can get involved if they'd like and have that dual branding piece. This is the prototype, but we want everybody to know that it is coming. Yeah. Awesome. So you heard it here first. You can get in on the ground floor (laughs) of how to help with outreach how to help with what we're doing and take what you're already doing and how you're already bringing people into the industry and become a partner in this project, right? This is a really exciting thing. I mean, at least you work for for marketing and and kind of outward facing. Lena, as we've discussed, she controls the money (laughs) and, and I'm on the innovation side and the three of us have had this chance to come together just on this chat about some of the really amazing opportunities. Again, to upskill that next generation. So talk to us a little bit. Tell some of our listeners what's so important, what's so critical about getting these kids early, able to learn and be more aware. Are there things right now to help people learn about construction? No. I've been in my daughter's schools and all you get is parents who are either in the government or lawyers or doctors and I'm thinking there is a trade that is being missing out from these schools and having maybe a name or even being an advocate in these schools and showing these kids there is more out in the world that you can even work with your hands so 
I've even been going to schools and saying, I want to go into school and advocate and say, there is a trade that kids need to know. Yeah. I completely agree. Like the, and the word advocate, I think is really big because our, one of our big goals is to just push that national international message about how the trades is an amazing opportunity for anybody. Absolutely. And I think that's one of those things that this may be the missing piece because a lot of kids, by the time they get to high school, they already have an idea of what they want to be when they grow up or an idea of what they want to study. And so if we can help our, our, our future students know a little bit more about electrical work, know a little bit more about where's all this cool power that gives them the Internet coming yeah, from. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody made a good point about it at the BD roundtable. Again, they said maybe the reason why that conversation isn't so forward facing right now is because. People don't see the electricity behind the walls. They don't see the circuit boards and everything that goes Mm -hmm. into lighting up a building. So I think the idea with this is to break it down and say, do you guys know? Do children know how a house is lit up? What goes into it? And I think it's very interesting. So, Or why does that switch flip? Right. Why is it not working? How does that work? Exactly. This is innovation at its best. This is innovation (laughs) at its core. And we're so happy that you guys were coming on the show and that you're sharing this. And it's such a great way to celebrate learning and empowering and making people aware. And like you said, the advocacy side. So let's turn that on its head a little bit. And let's talk a little bit about how you guys as innovators, as leaders within this industry, leaders within NECA, when you're looking at new ideas, when you're preparing for the future, what does that look like? And Lena, I'm going to start with you. How do you learn? How do you grow? How do you continue to invest in yourself? I am curious by nature, so I like to know everything. I will ask the questions, who, what, where, and how. And I want to know how something tinkers and how it evolves. So that's how I learn. And I think I've done that to my daughters where they're the same way. They want to know how something works. And then my, we'll show them how it works. And they're like, oh, I want more. So it's like you're feeding that knowledge. Awesome. So you're constantly hungry. You're mm-hmm. constantly just asking the questions, right? And that's something I know many of our listeners already do. But how do you continue to go, right? You brought up a really good point, Lena, which is if you ask questions, if you continue to show that example, who's watching you? It's your kids, it's your employees, it's your teammates. You're creating this culture of continuous learning, of continuous striving for improvements, right? Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Elise? How do you learn? How do you prepare for the future? Definitely self-educating, reading, reading books, reading articles, the amount of books. And I'm still a young professional somewhat early in my career. And I think that one way is to read a book. If you're looking to learn about leadership or how to deal with conflict in the workplace, whatever it is, it's really nice to be able to read and, and realize you're, okay, I'm not crazy. You're, you're not the only one going <laughs> through that. Or it is hard. And here's some different best practices you can try to put in your tool belt and see if they work. So I think self-education is really, really important. And taking that initiative for yourself and taking that time for yourself, even if it's just 10 pages a day or whatever it is, the book that we read together, mm-hmm. The How Women Rise, that book resonates with me every single day because the entire time we were reading it, it was like, oh my God, this has, this is happening. <laughs> this is it. And it was just great. So I think self-education is key. 
That's awesome. And you bring up a really great point there, which is being able to find those assets and knowing that there's so much out there. And I'd love for you to share a little bit, product placement for those of you, again, who are looking to improve themselves. Tell the audience a little bit, Lena and Elise, about how women rise. What what was that about? That was a great experience for us, right? Well, that was from you. You you brought it to us. Yeah. And it was, when I first dove into it, it was like every single page. Basically what it is, is it's, it's what, 12 habits? Yep. And it's 12 habits specific to women. It's the sequel to the book. What got you here won't get you there. That book was from what year? It was like, it was a while ago, like early 2000s maybe. Yeah. And while those habits were awesome, they weren't, I would say, as broad or they were too broad, I guess. And so then How Women Rise came out and those habits are directly related to women in the workplace. So simple things like overcommitting yourself is one of the bad habits or not being able to say no or not leveraging relationships because it's just uncomfortable because we were taught to be a certain way when we were younger girls. Like you don't go against the grain. You remain obedient. So reading that book really opened my eyes to different ways of handling the workplace. And it was, I just love that book. I recommend it to anybody and not even just women. I mean, a lot of people resonate with that book because they have certain characteristics that you might be more soft-spoken or whatever the case is, but yeah, it's an awesome book. Awesome. And I think You know, again, what's really cool about it is it's a chance to do something together, right? Whether it's How Women Rise or if there's a different book or a different thing you're looking for, figure out a way. This is innovation is not just a robot or piece of software. Innovation is how do you come together as a group? When we read this book, a lot of times we together were all in different places and we were able to come together and have these virtual conversations that would just inspire us. Yeah. Right. And that was a little bit of your experience, right, Lena? Yeah. You had a chance to learn from the book as well. Oh, definitely. Like accountability, you know, don't be afraid to step and say, this is my idea or Mm -hmm. taking the lead in something, but also giving that team accountability and also letting them uh, learn from you. So if you know something, pass it on. It's okay to pass on knowledge. I think that's how you grow as a team or as an individual. I know I learned a lot from that book and I saw myself a lot in that book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kept telling Tahira, I was like, oh my God, I see myself in this book so much. Right. It's a great book and I recommend it as well to anybody. Awesome. Awesome. The, uh, the the team from How Women Rise, you'll know where to send your royalties. <laughs> um, but again, you know, I think it's so great to every time someone gives me advice or says, here's some feedback or here's something that's changed my life. That's innovation, right? That's the opportunity to learn and to grow. And kind of on that theme, that idea of innovation, Elise, how do you feel you are the voice of Nika? You are the heartbeat that goes out, but you see so much of what we're doing internally and with our contractors. How, what's your opinion of how Nika approaches innovation? Yeah, I think one piece is the leadership at Nika really does push that collaboration space. So I think that we've got, and I'm sure people that are at the convention or listening, we've got so many new people, myself Mm -hmm. included, right? We have so many new people on the Nika national team. We keep hearing about how it's like the next wave. So I think that Nika fosters an environment of collaboration, but also is very patient in explaining the history because you still have to respect the history while we are moving forward with the changing industry. And that means, okay, we need to come up with these new solutions. We need to try things that we've never tried 
tried before and it's okay. So I think that Marco, we (laughs) were in his office or constantly on the phone with him nine times a day. Like, well, can we do this? Should we try this? So I think that that is one piece that Mika does. But then there's the beautiful office too. Yes. And you you probably want to talk because you're in there almost every day. I am. So it's beautiful to the structure and the design. It's just amazing. And please, if you guys get a chance to come to D.C., you have to come to our office first. <laughs> we have a great terrace view of the city. We're right in the middle between the White House and the Capitol. It's just a beautiful location. But inside our office is where we have two collaboration areas for staff to get together. We have this beautiful conference room and then we have this beautiful area where people can just sit down eat and just kind of have a great conversation with each other and learn from each other i think one big piece when david tracy marco the entire leadership team were designing the office it was the open concept the open door policy that was the vision behind it like we all the glass doors the office is not only like stunning it's just functional and the way that people use it every single day i mean there's constantly little groups everywhere so i think that that really Really, really helps with innovating. That's so great. And again, you know, we we welcome all of you, all of our listeners, all of those who are in NECA or interested in NECA or partners of NECA, everyone within this industry. We welcome you to come and check out our fabulous digs in uh, in DC. So as we kind of get towards a little bit of a wind down, not just for our conversation today, but also for convention, right? It's the last day of something that's been really incredible. And like you said, it's both of your first conventions ever. Lena, why don't you kick us off with what's been the most amazing thing for you out of coming to Nashville and being a part of this national convention? It's been meeting this wonderful members and meeting all the field reps and everyone that's out there. It's just been wonderful. Like putting faces to names and the emails that you always have and, and like, oh, I know you. I've done email with you. It's just been wonderful to see these people and see all these great companies out here and having these all these safety devices on all these gadgets that's just I wish I could be in these things all the time (laughs) (laughs) what about you Elise what's been your favorite favorite part of convention yeah I definitely agree with what you said I mean I think that we've been on zoom for I'll be with Nika for two years in November and like that's right when COVID hit. So being like, oh my gosh, I recognize you. I recognize your face from Teams or Zoom. It's so nice to meet you in person. It's like, you felt like you know people or knew them, but now it's that next step. And I think the other piece that has been really impressive is seeing this trade show floor go up. When we got here, what, Thursday, it was like a war zone in here. And then the way that it just all came together, it's it's incredible. I mean. These exhibits are so high tech and so, I mean, the lighting that goes with all of it and the actual solutions that they're offering, it's just very, it's a very well-oiled machine. <laughs> I will say that. So I think it's its just been very impressive. Oh, absolutely. And our entire NECA staff on a national level, on a local level, our partners, our vendors, everyone has been a part of this. Like you said, this wonderful, momentous thing we've been doing together. And it's just such a pleasure. Like you said, at the end of the day, there's great education. There are great yep. events. Nashville 
Nashville has been an amazing city for us, but also the intangible piece that those of you who've never been to a convention before, or those of you who've been there know this, it's just the connections. It's the people you run into and end up talking in the hallway or the after dinner drinks or just learning about everyone, their families or their business or how we can all help each other. And that's such an incredible thing to be a part of. This is the lightning round. This is the, you know, we've talked about students and recruitment. We've talked about communication and the value of Nika and the camaraderie and the ability to think innovatively in your own jobs and and in how you grow and develop and change. So many, so many gems, so many valuable things. So as we take it home, what's one one takeaway, one piece of advice. And Elise, I'll kick it to you first. What's your, if you could give any advice to the audience, what would it be? I would say be open-minded. I think that there are so many perspectives, especially in our industry, where we were, where we're going, all of that. I think it's just important to be respectful and open-minded. That's awesome. That's so, so powerful. What about you, Lena? I think also, I agree with Elise, but also keeping that open box theory and never be afraid. If you have a thought or theory or an idea, run with it, test it. It's like in any any science experiment, test something, you never know what's going to happen. Look at this. We had an idea and now it's beautiful. (laughs) That's so, so special. And again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of our podcast and for being such loyal guests and enthusiasts. Again, a quick reminder for those of you who are interested in the Innovation Institute, we are accepting nominations right now for our January cohort. Please feel free to reach out to innovation at nikanet.org, whether you want to talk about the Institute, whether you want to learn more about the books that Lena and Elisa are reading, whether you want to be a part of these recruitment activities or help how we can help change the industry. And thanks so much. And we look forward to hearing your thoughts and ideas about the future ahead.